and action. Welcome to the Reach for the Clicker podcast. I am your host, Dante, with my hetero life mate, Jay. What's up? And we're going to bring you in today on this journey of picking up the remote control and seeing what's on TV and movies and everything else. How you been, man? Doing all right? Man, doing all right. Aside from all this rain, doing awesome. Rain's good for you. So you should be happy that we get this rain. You, know I mean? you don't live on a dirt road. Yeah, no, I live. For, I live in a civilized society. You know, a city. I live in a city. You know, we you know drainage and everything. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, mama, them doing all right? Oh yeah. Everybody decided to catch COVID out there for some reason. What? Don't ask me why. I guess they just <laughs> thought it was a cool thing to do. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess it is. Ah, nowadays, I guess, yeah. But anyways. <laughs> oh, so, right. recent movie I just watched, Wonder Woman 1984. Loved it. I loved it, too. There were parts, though, that made me go, why? <laughs> I think I have an idea what part. I was just like, huh? Like, don't get me wrong. Pedro Pascal, Mandalorian, love him. 1984, his character is, oh, my God, good. I was like. Dude, and then Gal got it, and you know, she's coming through strong, and then like, I don't know what happened with the writing there. I don't think they knew how to present Cheetah. I don't even think it was just that. Like, let's, can we talk about the invisible jet, bro? That was so dumb. <laughs> that was dumb. Because right. like, hold on, before... She's all just lassoing lightning bolts and flying across like, oh, man, look at this shit. And then out of nowhere, oh, we're going to need a jet and we need to make it invisible. And it's, you know, already fueled up and ready to go at the Smithsonian. Who has a fueled up jet at a museum? Just sitting on the line like, hey, here's a jet ready to go. Like, that's like the worst security ever. Like, oh, yeah, we're just going to leave this fueled up jets. Nobody's going to break into the Smithsonian. Yeah, no one's going to break in here and just steal a jet. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, radar, I don't have time to explain. What? It's real easy. (laughs) It shoots out waves. It says, there you are. It's a big thing that sweeps and says, there's a beep there. So it's the beeps, bleeps, and the sleeps. Exactly. And I was like, oh, that, that, I don't know why that just sat so weird with me. And And then the whole explanation of how she made it invisible like, yeah, was she, dumb too. She she concentrated and she she concentrated real hard. Well, no, I'm talking about the way she she explained it to him. Like, oh, my dad was always hiding cups, and now I know. Like, who was your dad? Uh, not Hades. Uh, Zeus. First off, Zeus. no, Zeus. Zeus was smashing everything. Okay. Yes, yeah, Zeus smashed everything, including a goat. I was about to say, he smashed farm animals, all right? Listen, <laughs> Zeus, the bar to clear for Zeus is not that high. Hey, you got a breath? I'll take care of that. <laughs> yeah, I got you, fam. Like, what? No, get out of here with that. Zeus no. everything. But, you know, so she sat there, made the plane invisible. Yeah, she just grabs it and is like, my Invisible. My biggest complaint about it, like, I love the, I love the trip, the trip around the world, but... You're telling me that they had enough fuel. Dude, that was going to be my jet. next point. I'm sitting here going, listen, that jet ain't making it across the ocean, all right? To Egypt. <laughs> You're nah. flying from D.C. Listen, to Egypt. Whatever that jet is, I want it. Because I'm like, he just went nonstop from D.C. to Egypt right? in one go. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, um, you're not even going to go through Europe? Like, how are you going to refuel? Like, is she just going to be like, uh, calling my contacts and have a... Yo, Hermes, drop down here and get some fuel on this thing. I know a billionaire and I know a billionaire in Gotham. Maybe he can swing us some refuel, <laughs> right? you know? Hey, Bruce, think you can hook this up? Wait, she doesn't know Bruce yet, so... That, oh, yeah, yes. no, no, Bruce is... Wait, how old would... I don't even know how old Bruce would be in 84. I wasn't even born in 84. Uh, he he would have been young. Probably been in his 20s. What year 30s? was Bruce Wayne born? Like 60-something, wasn't it? Like 64? Thomas Wayne, maybe. Bruce, Bruce, well, we can't really track how old Bruce Wayne is. Because, I mean, what? <laughs> in the yeah, 1980, the, the, 84, the 84 Batman with uh, Michael Keaton. Ooh, bat nipples. 
No, that was before Bat Nipples. No, no, that was before. No, that was before Bat Nipples. I am sorry, you were George, correct. That, George Clooney had the Bat Nipples. Clooney had the nipples. Clooney had the nipples. <laughs> Clooney had it. But uh, Keaton, he was what twenty something. He was in his mid late twenties, mm-hmm. early thirties. So we keep track. What? And that was eighty four, eighty five, I think, or eighty eight. Yeah, good point. Good point. So eighty eight, ninety. So yeah, he probably would have been in his twenties. But yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like. I enjoyed Wonder Woman. It was the conversation after 84 where, you know, like me and my girlfriend were just like, uh, I have questions. <laughs> I mean, it, like the biggest glaring, like, okay, Cheetah. I actually I like liked she, the design of Cheetah. I was yeah. going to say, I enjoyed that. I thought they did really well with her design. And they did a good job of taking her from this geek to – and. Bad ads. The thing, and it was like, oh, we're going to electrocute her. And I'm like, that's the only reason you put Wonder Woman swinging on lightning bolts is to, to justify that she's electrocuting Cheetah without dying herself. And then a- Pedro Pascal loses what? Because everybody said, uh, you can have it back. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. I mean, the world's coming to an end. The world just nu- said, nu- fuck were, this. The nukes were falling on the planet. So it was like, uh, you know what? I know my wish. Oh, that is more shit. So I'm gonna. You're gonna tell me how many people are in the world? What? How many billion people are on planet Earth? Well, 84. So we're talking about maybe two billion. So two billion people. There's not two or three schmucks out there going. I ain't taking my wish back. Kiss my ass. He wasn't gonna take it back (laughs) until he saw the nuke coming. He's like, speaking of that, how the hell is everybody getting around? (laughs) I don't know. Like, how is everybody? It made zero sense. How did he, like, it's just like, oh, yeah, you're going to give me this. And now I'm going to go to this special island and like, Like, we're going to broadcast everywhere. I flew in a helicopter from D.C. to this island. Unspecified location. And then came back from this island to D.C. in order to save my kid from nukes. It's like, well, how far is this island? Was it like a 10 minute flight? Right? Is there some secret island that's like, I don't know, 20 miles offshore that nobody knows about right outside D.C.? Oh, that's oh, don't worry. It's like a 10-minute ferry ride. We got you, bro. Oh, they're just doing a, it's a, it's an animal, uh, animal conservation <laughs> island. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we got a bunch of penguins and all that stuff on there. It's like, Well, really? penguins and one cheetah. <laughs> I wish there was a penguin on there. Oh, man, that would have been great. Awesome, but no, my my biggest my biggest thing was all right. So, spoiler alert: when Steve, oh, dies, we've been beyond spoiler alert. Yeah. We should have said, listen, if you said. haven't seen eighty four by now, especially with all the lockdowns and everything going on, yeah, you're done goofed. All right, <laughs> you're, you're you're yeah, you're just gonna have to take all these spoilers. <laughs> but my my biggest gripe was okay. Steve dies. She runs down the street, and she jumps. And she flies away. No, he didn't die. Well, yeah. He died. He, no, he, he was already dead. He left existence then, again. Oh, God. That, that just brought up another point. He left existence. But here. No, no. So she takes off, right? Mm-hmm. She's she sad. She destroyed. I revoked my wish. She runs down the street. She jumps. She flies away. And she flies for a good five minutes of movie time. Like, mo- movie time, we're looking at her just in the sky, Doing barrel rolls. It was like a game presentation of a friggin' skybox. <laughs> and it's like, like, she's just in the sky. Now, yeah. on the ground, we have him. We have our villain going from D.C. to the island, doing the broadcast. You know, Cheetah's by his side. You know, broadcast is out. Everybody's making their wish. And the whole time, she's been in the sky. There's mm-hmm. no... She doesn't have a cell phone. She's not live streaming, you know, what's it's going 84, on. It's 84. There ain't no cell phone. Well, right. I mean, there are cell phones, but they're like the size of a brick. Wait. So she's they're in having, a bag. So remember this now. She's been in the sky for a good five minutes of, you know, movie time. She's just flying away. And all of a sudden she comes back to her apartment like, yeah, I'm going to need this. I'm going to need my wings. So it's like, why? Where are you going? What did you? What did you? Well, she needed the armor. But she didn't even know where she was going. That's like, a no, I actually did not even think about that. How the hell did she know where that island was? Exactly. Like, she flew. Like, she did not know no, that this she guy. She needed those wings so she could get her pigeon instincts and home in to the island so she could go there and kick Pedro Pascal's ass. Right. So it's not like it, like when they was fighting in the White House. It, he didn't say, hey, I'm going to this undisclosed uh, location. 
you know, at, you know, 186, you know, triple D drive, you know, <laughs> she just like took off. She flew for like five minutes. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not like bashing the movie saying it's a terrible movie, but there was just, there was so much. There's a big hole there. That was a really big. Those aren't hole just there. big holes. There's tons of those big holes. That was just a big like the hole. whole Steve thing. Like she's like, oh, I wish Steve was back, you know. And then all of a sudden, this rando dude shows up <laughs> and is like, uh, I'm gonna say some things that's gonna make you think about me. Then you're gonna want me. <laughs> like what? Uh-huh. And then she's like, all I see is you, not the weird middle aged guy's body that you're inhabiting. And I guess that's how they could get him his screen time in, you know, Chris Pine's screen time. It's like, we're just going to substitute you and pretend like no one notices. Like, kind of like how they swapped out the uh, the character of Rhodey between Iron Man 1 and 2. <laughs> like, like, did you not notice? Did you think no one was going to notice? Is that That's not John, that's Don not, Cheadle anymore? That's, or that's Don Cheadle now and it's not... It's um, not um, t- uh, Terrence Howard? Yeah, we're like... Um, like that's a, two different shades there. <laughs> It's like, not only did you swap them out, but it's like, didn't say anything about it. Just like, we're just going to sneak this in. <laughs> it's like, it's like uh, the movie Orgasmo. Does that, does anything look off to you? Nah. Nope. nah. <laughs> okay. Keep rolling. Right? They <laughs> for a real fucking stunt cocked him, dude. Yeah. It's like they looked at it like, anything, anything off? Nope. Right. Keep filming. Yep. Just keep going. But yeah, but. 84, I, again, I loved 84 just because. Don't get me wrong, it was Wonder fun. Woman. Yes, and it was and, and it was more Wonder Woman, and it was fun. I, I did enjoy it. It was only afterwards, you know, after, you know, the the suspension of belief, you know, or. Exactly. You, you know, is over, and I'm sitting there thinking about what I just watched. It, that's what it was. You know, you start thinking, and you start processing. Like, I feel bad for those those. YouTubers, they're like, oh, we're looking for every Easter egg and nah. you know hidden messages and secrets. Like, I know they had to. Be we are back, like, we are the minute. Babby Scrubs of the movie world. We're watching this from like a casual standpoint. <laughs> oh we're not trying awesome. to be Siskel and Ebert here. We're just like, why did y'all do that? <laughs> right? I'm not looking for extra Easter eggs. Like, uh, if I see it, cool. If not, I'm not gonna go frame by frame. For, no, no, no. I'm movie. not sitting there going. All right, frame number 3,824. Nope, no Easter eggs here. Let's go on to the next frame. No, I'm not. We're not going to overanalyze stuff like that yeah. at all. Like, that's, not even close. That's too much. Yeah. That's too much. I have too much to do. <laughs> I have too, way too much to do to be doing that. It's but, not just way too much. It's just, it's, what do you think no, about the, the ending, the super ending? The super ending? Yeah. Uh, is that right? What? It's Linda Carter. Yeah. It was all right. It's Linda Carter. The yeah, first here, Wonder Woman. I mean, the that, only, okay. The best Woman That Woman. part was awesome. But you got to remember, because that part didn't come till you know, what was that? The mid-credits, I think? Yeah. So, you know, in between that five or ten minutes or whatever it was between that and that, it was kind of like, you remember way back in the day when you go to a bar and you take a girl home and you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> Why did I do that? Yeah, it was kind of like that. And then, like, Linda Carter brought her back, and I was kind of like, oh, man, Linda Carter, that's awesome. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I just watched Wonder Woman 1984. Great movie, though. Like, I enjoyed it while I was watching it, but it's not one that I'm probably going to go back and watch again. I might, just because I'm a huge DC fan. Like I'm a huge DC fan, so okay. No, I will. No, no, I, I will that. do. I, I will. Like and, everybody and, rewatches the whole Marvel, you know, the whole Marvel well, one. I'm actually, we back. we just did that. Actually, we I, we really did do the whole cinematic universe. You know, like phase one through four in order in timeline order. We just did all of those, and it took us like four or five days. All right. Speaking of Marvel, mm-hmm. let's roll over to TV shows. You've been watching WandaVision? Yes. So, what do you think so far? So, so far, I'm in love with it. Like, because it starts off and you're like, what is going on? Like, the first two episodes are like, what is going on? Right? You're just like, "Uh, hold on. And then uh, you're, because you're just sitting there watching it and you're like, I have no clue what's going on. And I want to keep watching. Now, I've discovered that this this whole uh, style of storytelling Mm -hmm. with a TV show like that. Mm Mm-hmm. 
is that it's it's one way or the other. There's no in-betweeners on this mm-hmm. one. It's either I am so curious that I want to stick around and find out what's going to happen. Exactly. Or the other end of the spectrum is this is slow. This sucks. I hate it. I'm going away now. And that's what, and that's why I and heard it's just from the two people. extremes. There's no, there's no in between. Yeah. That, and then, you know, I heard that, you know, from a couple of people I asked them about it. They're like, I didn't even make it through the first one because you know, it was slow. It was boring. It was I didn't know what was going on. I didn't, I didn't, it just the candid laughter and all that. I'm like, yo, if you keep with it. Yeah. You got to, you got to keep with it. Like, hang on. Like, we're in this one for the long haul. Right. If you're not a long haul person, like, I can sit down and read books. Like, I'm reading books right now. <laughs> and uh, that was not subtle at all. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even directly to the mic, okay? But. Oh, it's, but, you know, oh, sorry, story. hold on. But, but what I was saying, though, is like, I can sit down, like, I'm, uh, I like to read books. That's mm-hmm. another form of entertainment for me. Like, right now, I'm reading Jurassic Park, the first one, by uh, Michael Crichton. Is it uh, Frightening in the Dark? Sometimes it is. Is the dinosaurs roaming wild? Not yet. <laughs> it's not but, been uh, a crummy weekend yet? <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> 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 but... <laughs> But no, like it's your thought. So, so I'm reading it, but I won't start on the difference between like the way I watch and consume like TV or movies is different from the way I consume books mm-hmm. because I'm not going to start another book until I finish this one. Now I'm trying to finish Jurassic Park because I don't know if you know this, but Ready Player Two recently came out, mm-hmm. the book. Right. So I'm trying to finish up Jurassic Park so I can start Ready Player Two. Because Ready Player One, when it came out, just skyrocketed to the top of like my favorite movies list, mm-hmm. and because everything about it was done so well, and I loved it. And th- there are, uh, and I know what I'm about to do. I'm about to start the uh, the book is so much better. Uh, the, no, the movie sucked compared to the book. Listen, here's the thing, okay? I'm a book reader. I love books. The books are always going to be better than the movies. Get over it. I'm sorry. That's how it is. So is book you, time fun? Book time's great. Is it book time yet? I just can't wait. That's what you're saying? Shut up. <laughs> I just went full Barney on you, dude. I hate you. But no, like, and I know that crowd's going to come out and they're going to be like, oh, the book is so much better. Yes, I get it. The book's better. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I like the book better mm-hmm. too. But you got to remember, if they try to cram a whole book into a movie. Ender's that, Game. Hmm? Ender's Game. No, no, Ender's Game ain't. Ain't even close. Like, if you try to cram Ready Player One, the novel, into a movie, you're going to have, like, an eight-hour movie. So... Because there's so much attention to detail in the book, and and things went differently in the book. Yeah. And which I'm expecting, like... Because they're already working on a screenplay for Ready Player Two. Even though I haven't read the book yet, I've kind of got, like, an idea, I think, of how they're going to do it. What I think they're going to do is they're going to blend... Ready Player One and Ready Player Two together. Kind of like how they did, you know, Save Martha. <laughs> oh, Why did you say that name? We're talking about <laughs> We're talking about one division, whether you like it or you love it. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. You went kind of, you know, left there. You just, I did go off on a as tangent. We're, I did as that. we marching like, down the road, you book was people, like, oh, okay, okay, I, I I don't know where I went wrong. Book people are in it for the long haul. We 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 can, you know. We can sit down for a marathon and wait and, you know, see where things are going to go. Mm-hmm. Whereas you've got, you know, people like my son who grew up on YouTube and TikTok and everything else. If it's not condensed into 30 seconds, he's not sure what to do with the rest of his life. Well, uh, yeah. 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 Stupid TikTok. But that would, <laughs> that would make. But I think if you watch him on division, if you stayed with it to. I know you hit, when you hit episode four. Yeah, episode four really started to take off, and you're right. just like everything's starting to click now, and you're like, "Oh man!" Yeah, now, I don't want to really talk about going. it too much because you know spoilers. This just came out, so it's listen. You had time with eighty four, okay? <laughs> you had time with episode one and two and three. Yeah, we won't spoil four for you, but you know, spoiler alert: Vision's dead. No! <laughs> what? Ha- when did this happen? Was this during the time that Wonder Woman was flying and she didn't know anything was happening? Possible. Mm. I think that's when. Yeah. yeah. I want to say it happened in this. It was a smaller film. 
It was uh, it was not as well known. I think it was called like Endgame or something like that. Never heard of it. Yeah, not many people watch that one. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only the whole freaking world saw that. <laughs> really? Uh, eh, um, a TV show that we started watching too that you might want to take a look at. And this one's kind of a shout out to my brown coats out there. In case you're not sure what that is, it's for Firefly. All right. Mm-hmm. Go watch it and then live with the depression. Okay. Um, it's got Alan Tudyk in it. Mm-hmm. And it's about an alien who crash lands on Earth mm-hmm. and is trying to blend in with humans. And he's a doctor. Alan Tudyk is the, the, the alien. Yeah. I know this is going to be fun. Yes, mostly because I, like me personally, I love him as an actor. Which channel is it on? Sci-fi. Right. So we already know it's going to be fun mm-hmm. because Sci-Fi Channel has fun with their shows. I mean, secondly, have you not seen Doom Patrol with Alan Tardick? Yes. And have you seen um, the NBC show? Um, uh, it was like a super, it was called Super. It was on NBC. I did not see that one. And it was about... Um, Alan Turk was uh, Batman's cousin. What? He was, he's a cousin Wayne who who's running uh, uh, Wayne Enterprises across the river from Gotham. And what they do is they try to come up, they basically run R&D on how to make products for everyday people in a world full of superheroes. And what was going on is, you know, they had like uh, the dude from. Here's my community. question. How do you roll up like, yeah, I, um, I'm Bruce Wayne's cousin. <laughs> exactly how you said it. Exactly how you said it. So it started, no. so it started, uh, it started uh, uh, Ahmed from uh, Community. Mm-hmm. It had Ron Funches. Okay, I love Ron Funches. Ron Funches. And it had Vanessa Higgins. Uh, uh, Hud- mm-hmm. uh, Higgins. Uh, just, the girl from uh, High School Musical. I never I hate, saw that. I hate to say it from High School Musical because she's done I didn't see so many musical. things. But Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens. It, it wasn't up my alley. I never even like. I, I, I mean, I watch a lot of Disney I shows, but. feel like one, you've seen it. I have not. I only like know like three people from there. That's Vanessa, Corbin Blue, where, what happened to him, and of course, Zach Efron. You watched it for Zach Efron. I did not watch it for Zach Efron. I would have watched mean, it for Zach Efron. <laughs> I probably would have watched it for <laughs> Corbin Blue because I was like, yo, represented. <laughs> but yeah, I digress. So. The show was about uh, Vanessa Hutchins. She's like running this R and D. You know, they're trying to come up with these inventions to make everyday people's life safer as they traverse, you know, Metropolis or Gotham or you know Central City. And you know, there's always super villains and right. and you know blowing stuff up. You know, and they're trying not <laughs> to get killed. So Adam Turdick was a Wayne. He was Bruce Wayne's cousin who, you know. So wait, is he like a billionaire too? He is. He's a millionaire. Oh, so he's like. <laughs> he's he's, he's kind of down there low on the family hierarchy. You know, right. He's only a millionaire. He's only a millionaire. <laughs> Bruce won't let him back into the main uh, Wayne, the Wayne industry building. Oh, he's like, God. no, you got to earn your way back. He, not, he, can't, he can't even sit on the board. Here's the thing. I will give Bruce that. He's like, Leo, I ain't giving out handouts here to no millionaires. You got to work your way up. Kind of like how Drake, Drake worked up from a millionaire to a bigger millionaire, yeah. you know, started from the bottom. Now you're here. Right. <laughs> so I, so knowing Alan Turdick's track record, I already know that this show you're talking about resident, uh, alien resident. Mm-hmm. Gotta be funny. See now, now you've never seen Firefly. Have you? I have not. All right. So Firefly is kind of like a blast from the past. It was made by, um, Joss Whedon. Mm-hmm. Or that name before? Yeah, he did Buffy and a bunch of Marvel stuff now. Yeah, and screwed up the uh, Justice League movie. Well, there was a lot screwed up with no, that movie. No. That was all him. That was all him. Well, but anyways, um, it's on. I want to say it's it's on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. So Firefly kind of got a raw deal. All right. I want to say it originally aired on Fox back in like 2003 or four or something. I don't know. You can look it up real quick. But um, so it got its start, right? But it didn't air like the pilot first. It, um, they like Fox took, or I forget who it was. I don't know if it, it's just Firefly. I don't know why I looked up Firefly. <laughs> I don't know where don't you care. got that from. I just put Firefly. <laughs> But um, 
so they aired it, but they aired it out of order. So like nobody knew what was going on. Like once you look at the cast, you're going to see a lot of familiar faces in there. They aired it out of order. They were like, oh, it's not just banging out. You know, it's not oops all bangers. <laughs> so they were like, yo, we're just going to stop and we're going to cancel you real quick. Well, little did they know what happened was it got like a cult following. Mm-hmm. And this almost never happens. They got a movie with the original cast and it's called Serenity. So, so you're going to watch Firefly and you're going to fall in love with it. It's amazing. It's a space spaghetti western. A space spaghetti western. Okay. Yes. And then it got canceled, so you got to live with that crippling depression, the fact that there's not going to be any more of those. But then you get a movie. And the movie ties it up real nice. A little bit. Okay, so it does have an ending. Yes, it does have an ending. Okay, all right. Speaking of Firefly, the other TV show that I'm currently loving is The Rookie with Nathan Fillion. Yes, he was Mal. In Firefly. That was like when you showed me The Rookie when I was at your house a few mm. weeks ago. I was like, Nathan Fillion, I'm going to watch that. Dude, Rookie is so good. It is. It really is. I want to say we're about five episodes in. So I'm I'm caught up real time. On the time. first season? I'm caught up real time. I am not, so don't spoil nothing. I'm not going to spoil Because you're within arm's reach. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Everybody <laughs> else, you know. See <laughs> so what, you're at five episodes in, so. I want to say it's like five episodes in. Yeah, uh, so uh, if, listen, if they're watching this and they watch The Rookie and they're not where I'm at, <laughs> you're screwed, all right? Because I'm going to talk about these first few episodes. So I would sit there and say The Rookie has been really great. Nathan Fillion has been great. I'm a huge fan of it. The cast, the cast so far have been so fun. Do you ever find yourself calling him Nathan Drake? No. I know know he's the voice of Nathan Drake, right? Oh, yeah. But I always (laughs) call him Nathan Fillion because of the great show on Netflix called Big Mouth. Big Mouth? Big Mouth. Have you not seen that show? I have not seen that. I've seen, okay. Okay, I know of the show, show, and I want to say I watched like the first episode of it, and I'm sitting there going, kind of going, maybe. I might have to give this try when my plate's not so full, like late at night when no one's around and nobody knows I'm watching it. No, you should watch it out loud on loud, you know, surround sound. Is Nathan Fillion in it? No, he's referred to a lot by one of the characters. Really? So there's a character missing. So the whole premise of Big Mouth is uh, it's about kids going from kids to, you know, teen. You know, they're going, yeah, through, they're puberty. going through puberty. It's all about puberty. You know, we've been there. Right. <laughs> so one of the uh, characters, Missy, she has the most world's gigantic crush on Nathan Fillion. And she <laughs> always says, oh, can, Nathan Can you Fillion. blame her? Look at that dude's jawline. I mean that is a serious jawline. Exactly. I think it's like I I I even stand back like like if I had a jaw like that, you think I'd be in here? <laughs> so, but but the the show is about you know kids going through puberty, and Missy she's a huge Nathan Fillion fan, so she's always oh Nathan Fillion. He pops up even in the show like Missy, I love you so much. What do you want me to do? Is it him actually doing yeah, the voice? He actually voices oh, himself. that's amazing. That would make it even more great because she's like having like these wild imaginations. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm a space captain as the president of the United States. <laughs> and Nathan Fillion's my lover slash cabana boy. <laughs> like, <what? laughs> that's amazing. You're like, what is going on? And, of course, you know, Nathan Fillion pops up. He's like, he's like, Missy, you're like the greatest woman in the galaxy. Can I get you a fresh drink? Oh, Nathan Fillion, you can, yes. Oh, my God. It's like, it's so fun. It is, the show is so fun with, you know, Missy and Nathan Trillian. But you have to watch it because it stars Nick Kroll yeah, and yeah. John Mulaney. Okay. So you already know those two are just going to be zany as crazy. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I mean, Nick Kroll alone, like, because uh, I remember watching the Nick Kroll show. Oh, yeah. And that was fun. Dude, he voiced, I want to say he voices about, like, three or four people in that show. So not only you have Nick Kroll in it, you have John Mulaney, you have, uh, 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 what's her name? She on Saturday night live. She's doing uh Kamala Harris right now. Uh, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Oh, I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember her name. You literally moment. have a computer right there. <laughs> I'm looking around. I didn't know I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this, you know, off, off the top. I know that you and I are in our mid thirties now. 
well, you're you're older than me, but uh, we have this thing called the internet, and it's wonderful. <sighs> you can find out so much information on it. Maya Rudolph. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. So you got Maya Rudolph. You got Fred Armas, Jason Musakis, uh, aka Ralphie from the League. He'll always be Ralphie. I don't care whatever else he stars in. I will always look at him and be like, yo, Ralphie's in this bed. Nice. But uh, another one is uh, to do with the deep voice. Uh, uh, they don't show him on here. Fred Armas. Jordan Peele was also in it. Oh, okay, okay. I really don't see his name. Paul Shear is in this. Anyway, Big Mouth is... It is it is so raunchy, but it's funny and it hits all the. It hits I, I want to say I points. watched like the first two episodes of it, and it reminded me a lot of like back in the day. You remember the shows like uh, Drawn Together? Um, oh, Drawn Together. There was another space one that was real raunchy like that too. I think it was called Trip in the Rift. Yeah, Trip oh, in the Rift. Whoa. Way to pull that one out. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, I want to say it was like last year. I pulled that one out, and I was like, let me see if this like kind of holds up. It doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, it, man, it really the CG, doesn't. The CG is so one. bad. Like, it's I'm sitting there going, how did I watch this back it's, then? It's 3D rendering, and you got to remember, it came on UPN. Yeah. So, we're Holy like, crap. We're was not, that really on UPN? It was on UPN. It I couldn't even remember. It was a, it was a, I want to say like a Wednesday show. It was either a Wednesday or a Thursday. No, a Tuesday show. It was like a Tuesday show. Because it was uh, during, it was like, it came on during when no, no black shows were on. So. <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. UPN used to be like the Urban People Network, which was, I mean, they had some badass shows on there. You had I Moesha, mean, you had uh, you had One on One, you had um, Homeboys in Outer Space, which, that was, yeah, I kinda, yeah. The title of Ed and Eddie, you know, with uh, Malcolm and Eddie, not Ed and Eddie, Malcolm and Eddie. I'll say Malcolm Ed and Eddie. Eddie was a cartoon on Cartoon Network. There, had, my guy, uh, when we were in high school. No, you had Malcolm and Eddie, <laughs> and now I'm dating us. <laughs> you had uh, Eddie Griffin and Malcolm Jamal Warner. So this was mm-hmm. like Malcolm Jamal Warner, big role outside of Cosby. You know? Right, right. So this was him being, I'm an adult. I'm out here doing my thing. <laughs> you know, you had Eddie Griffin. You know, this is like before his. Like he was comedian. He was always a stand-up comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this would really brought him into people's home, you know? Mm-hmm. Eddie Griffin at the time was like, if you went to the comedy club, you knew Eddie Griffin. Right. You saw a movie or two with him. You're like, oh, there's Eddie Griffin. But this was like in your show. He was like in your home every week, and he was being funny. And you got to pull out the voices and stuff. But tripping the Riff... Was it during that lineup? During yeah, that that's time? a real throwback, man. Because yeah. <laughs> I was actually doing some cleaning up, and I actually found a box set of DVDs of like the first season. <laughs> and I'm like, why do I have this? Let me try to watch this again. And then I'm like, oh god, this is bad. This is so bad. How did? Why did I buy this? Have you ever done that? You bought something, then you go back and you try to rewatch it later or something like that, and you're like, oh, all the time, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> My currently my favorite right now, I will stand to it. I will say this is the best purchase I ever had. Okay, I will stick with it. VIP starring Pamela Anderson Lee. Wait, was right. it, no, no, no. I'm thinking of the cartoon Stripperella. No, no. So Pamela Anderson Lee had it at the time. She had a show on the Wait, USA are, Network. I think I remember this. Hold on, hold on. Wasn't she like some kind of secret agent or spy or bodyguard? Bodyguard. Bodyguard. That's what it yes. was. Oh, that show was bad. That show is. Okay, it was it, it was bad. No, it was terrible. Time, it, it was it's a great Saturday afternoon TV show. No, no, no. At the time, it was terrible. No, it was great for the time frame that it was on. It came on at it came on the USA Network at six p.m. It came on after no. You uh, want to know why? And it came on after uh, Hercules. No, you want to know why they had that on there? It's because Fast and the Furious hadn't been made yet, so USA didn't have anything to put there. <laughs> <laughs> VIP to this day, I still watch and I'm like, wait, do you actually own that on DVD? I have like three seasons on DVD. There were three seasons of that dumpster fire. It was like five. I want to say like five seasons. Are you messing with me right I now? I'm not messing with you. Cause I know there was like two seasons of trip in the rift and that was bad. Dude, that show was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible on multiple levels. 
And I'm I'm thinking like I bought it way back then because like I had that immature. Mi- I mean, I still have a pretty immature mindset, but back then it was really immature and it spoke to that. You know, wait a minute, it says you know like, that ten year old child that's like <laughs> I can say poopy. You know, they sit there and said that Stephen Root was the was chode on tripping a rib. Mm-hmm. I swear that was Jason Alexander. I thought it was too. I really thought it was Jason Alexander, but they're like, no, no, Stephen Root was chode. I'm like. Wow. I really need to reevaluate everything in my life. Hmm. Unless, you know, Jason Alexander went down here to IMBD and was like, yo, don't credit me for this crap. All right. So before we start getting on to like our next segment here and stuff that we got going on, I have a personal question to ask you. Okay. How and are they going to make another Star Trek? Well, depends on what time frame that you're going to do. Because, of, I mean, I mean, right now you have what you got the original series timeline. No, I'm talking about movie, movie. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, but I'm just talking about what, yeah, with Chris where, Pine and where, where in the timeline are you trying to well, do? We, we, we so can't, we already know we that, can't go back. All right, so we already know that the movie is because a unfortunately, timeline. um, what's his name, the kid, um, he unfortunately passed. Oh yeah, yeah, the one who plays um, Anton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I was so sad because you know me, I wasn't like a big Trekkie, not like you. I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. Uh, go Star Wars all Ooh. day. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. We're fight in a parking lot. Anyway. Remember, you got to ride home with me. You know what? I'll take that risk. But anyways, so I, I actually watched the new movies. Mm-hmm. Well, I say new, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And I really enjoyed them. I, I am not ashamed to admit that I actually really enjoyed that. What was it? Three of them, I think, or two. four? No, there was three. There was two. Look it up. There was three. Because you had Star Trek, then you had what was it? And Star like into Trek the darkness into the like darkness, that. and then there was a third one. I don't think there was. I'm pretty sure there wasn't. I'm pretty sure there wasn't. There was only two. Because what are the three? There wasn't. So a Nemesis, yep. 2002, Into, Into the Darkness, Darkness and then Beyond. Oh, uh, eat it! And you're the Trekkie. We're talking about we're talking about the three with Chris Pine. Yeah, there's only two with Chris Pine: Into the Darkness and uh and Beyond. Who was in the first one then? That was Picard. It was Jean Luc Picard and oh, then I haven't Nemesis. seen Nemesis. Which, yeah. by the way, Picard, that's my that's my girl's yeah. favorite captain. Go, go back over there to that galaxy far, far away. I will, because we have space wizards <laughs> that would crush the Borg with their mind. Would they? Would they? Didn't you have, like, somebody? They would crush it like it was a beer can. Would they? And they can't even crush Vader. Stop it. I know what you're trying to do. No. I wasn't going to say my key word when I, anytime I say you know, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to code that back for a later argument. Do not make me invoke Kevin Smith right now. Back to the Star Trek <laughs> question. <laughs> so if there are, uh, there's been talks about, you know, um, uh, what's his name? Quentin Tarantino actually writing a new Star Trek movie, which I would definitely watch. What, are if we going to have space vampires? Uh, no. If we're talking about space Twi- zombies, if we're talking about Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino. And you want to? If you're talking about Quentin Tarantino with uh with um Captain James T. Kirk, oh Captain Kirk's smashing in that movie. He's gonna smash at least three times in that movie. <laughs> at least he's gonna get a space STD. <laughs> he is at least, and then Bones is gonna be drunk half the time. <laughs> yeah, is it gonna be um? Oh God, what's his name? The uh, the actor that plays Bones and the two new ones. Oh, uh, like heart. Uh, like Billy something, not Billy something. No, because he's also in the boys. Yeah, it's like I want to. I want to call him a. What's his name? It's like Henry something, not Henry. No, because I love him because it's 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 weird hearing him with like that kind of southern accent. Uh, I don't know what kind of accent that is. He's trying to do. It kind of sounds Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban is trying to do like a southern accent in that movie, and it's kind of weird. Like, have you? Did you see Judge Dredd? Yes, I loved it. Yes, 
but he doesn't do like a whole lot of talking. So it's like, cool. Yeah. And then in the boys, he's just using like his accent. Yeah. And speaking of accent, this brings us on to, um, what are we calling this? Uh, the actor spotlight or, or all right. We're going to call this the legacy, the legacy, the legacy. Okay. So this, so ladies and gentlemen, we're going to, we do a section called the legacy where we discuss either an actor, actresses, or a show or movies cast legacy, how it hands, how it stands up over time. You know, I just realized What's that? I didn't print out and bring in the sheet that I wrote for this. <laughs> so you got to go off the top. Yeah. So what legacy are you trying to, are you trying to do? Uh, so the legacy that I'm doing, and I, and I just watched uh, another one of his movies last night, in fact, is Gary Oldman. Now, you cannot convince me that Gary Oldman is literally just in every movie. We just don't know it because he changes his face in every movie. Um, and also, I don't know if you've ever noticed this about him. Mm-hmm. His accents are actually really good. Like he has a different accent in almost every, like if it's not a British movie, cause you know, he's British. Yeah. And if it's not a British movie where, wherever like his, this character's nationality is, mm-hmm. he does such a good accent for it. All right. Sell me on him. Tell me, sell me his legacy. Tell me why he's one of the greatest actors or actresses in the. Oh, I can do it with one movie. Okay. The fifth element. Okay, kind of. Here's the thing. Here, all right. <laughs> using a cheat code here. Yes, I'm, it's it's a cheesy movie. It's and, not a, and, well, no. By today's standards, a lot of people look down on the Fifth Element, and I don't know why. It's one sure. of those movies that I really love. But Gary Oldman, the villain he does in it, he kind of goes like over the top with it, and not over the top in a bad way, but over the top in a good way, where you're just kind of like, "Oh my god, I love this guy." Come in. Because he was uh, uh, Zorg Mm -hmm. in the movie. And he had this like weird southern drawl that was like really kind of drawn out. Yeah, I remember that. And and it it was done on purpose, you know, because it's the future and accents, you know, change as time goes on. So I could see where they were going with it. But it was it was done in such a way that you're like, I know it's not. I feel like it's not supposed to be funny, but it's funny. (laughs) But he was great. I will admit, he was great in that movie. He I was mean, amazing. That it. movie, that movie was great. But you know, so else? now the movie I watched last night with him in it was Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, mm-hmm. which is a spy movie. But it's not like spy movie. Like everybody today has been conditioned that spy movies are like James Bond and action packed, and it's just shootouts and blah 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 blah. I think I saw a gun three times in that whole movie. This is like more traditional cloak and dagger spy movie. Well, in Bond's defense, his movies were always, you know, a lot of sneaking around and occasional knock somebody out or kill a villain, uh, kill a henchman here and there. Well, no, they, they, and, and, you know, I'm a big James Bond fan. Even back then though, there was always somewhere in the movie, this big shootout in the evil lair and, you know, oh, man, explosions make Michael Bay happy. Yeah, and Bond was dealing with real world super villains, you know, just basically super rich people. Well, this that had, one is uh, based in the Cold War. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's based on, like, a real war with real superpowers that could almost annihilate each other. But Tinko Tarot Soldier Spy, it's, it's more cloak and dagger, subtle spy movie. And, and and if you're into like the old school cloak and dagger movies like that, then you're going to love it because right. it is good. All right. So we got to talk about his big role though. Okay. Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know you were going to go there. So, you know, in the first movie, I didn't realize that was Gary Oldman until the end credits. I'm with you on that one. That's why I'm saying he's in every movie. We just don't know it because he changes his look every time. You know what else he was in? Mm. I bet you didn't know. What? Kung Fu Panda 2. Wait, seriously? Yes. Who was he in Kung Fu Panda 2? He was Shin in Kung Fu Panda 2. Whoa. I did not know this, that he was in Harry Potter. Yeah. And uh, Deathly Howls. Because I actually wrote that into the the thing that I, I planned on bringing and completely forgot because I'm dumb. Is uh, uh, I wanted to include the Potterheads. 
You know, like Gary Oldman. He w- he was in Harry Potter. Whoopty doo, Harry Potter. Let's move on. <laughs> Harry Potter was a great movie. Well, great series. Like I didn't read the books because you know I neither did comics. I. I read comics. I don't like reading books too many times. I and know you don't like books without pictures. I mean, that's what drives the imagination is pictures, not words. Imagination drives the imagination. No, pictures do. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, but I, I I never read the Harry Potter books, but I enjoyed the movies, and I was like, yo, these movies are pretty fantastic. You know. So have you seen Killers Anonymous? I have not. It came out in 2019, and it is brilliant. Killers Anonymous. Yes. Think. Okay. So you know how like you have like Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's similar because they all you have these guys that are like assassins, murderers, and they kind of show up. Yeah. And they have a a meeting. Really? Yeah, and Gary Oldman plays this character who's kind of like the organizer for these meetings. You know what? I ain't gonna lie. This <laughs> sounds interesting. I really kind of want to see this now. Yeah, like here, I'll I'll read you the the synopsis or the the I guess the Yeah, I'm right. just going to read you the thing here yeah. that it says. Synopsis is right. Yeah. yeah. A support group of killers is held regularly. The participants sit in a circle and trust and share each other's transgressions. Yeah. Like there was a scene where this guy's sitting there. He goes, I saw this lady in the grocery store and I wanted to kill her and I could have killed her, (laughs) but I didn't. But I thought about my hands around her neck and just strangling the life out of her. And I'm like, good for you. You did great by not killing the random person, you know, (laughs) but I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to spoil it for you. But I feel as though you should watch it, and I think you will enjoy it. I kind of because it makes you think. This story sounds pretty. That's yeah. I kind of want to see this now. It's really good. I found it on accident while I was doing my research, and I'm like, "Killers Anonymous, what is this?" And I was like, "And so I got my girl, and you know, we make some popcorn and Skittles because she can't eat popcorn without Skittles. I don't know. Weird people who put stuff in popcorn. That, that, that's her. That's her. That's her. Not me. Her." <sighs> Anyways, I know she's going to listen to this later and punch me when I get home, but uh, <laughs> totally worth it. No, it's not. <laughs> Stop encouraging her. You know better. But uh, popcorn so, should be eaten naturally. That's with tons of butter. That's what I said. Maybe some some of those Parmesan, you know, that cheese yeah, stuff. The salty things, yeah. the shaker things. Yeah. The, I forget what it's called. But who yeah. puts candy in it? You got to deal with Skittles. I got to deal with. Uh, what does your girl do? What does your wife do? She does Reese's Pieces. <laughs> no. Yeah. See, you talk about my girl. What kind of psychopath puts Reese's Pieces in freaking popcorn? A smart one that gets their own bag. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there. It's like, oh, I want to get some popcorn. Yeah, let me go ahead and just make a second bag but, here. <laughs> like I say, uh, if you look at it, Gary Oldman's been in, I want to say it's over 100. Uh, how many was it? 106. Yeah, 106 movies. Just movies. That's not even going into like the things he's done as a producer, soundtrack director, writer, all that cinematography, like everything. He's been in the camera department. He's even, you know, he's also been in video games too, right? Yes, Spyro. Yep, I saw that. Like Spyro, really? <laughs> yeah, he's literally in everything. All right, he's probably in this podcast right now, and we just don't know it because he's disguised as a microphone or some shit. <laughs> you know what? This probably is him right there. There is an extra microphone in here. You can't see it, but there is an extra microphone. And I got a dollar says that might be Gary Oldman. It might be. Uh, get podcast. Do we have to pay him? I don't I'm think we can him. afford to pay him. No, we're poor. <laughs> we want to pay him. All right. All right. All right. So since you say that, that Gary Oldman's one of the greatest people, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you four options. Okay. I'm going to give you four levels of greatness. Oh, I don't have my pen on me. That's weird. So... First level of greatness is Meryl Streep level of greatness. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything Meryl Streep has been in has been absolutely amazing. Okay. Second level of greatness, Nick Cage. 
Nicholas Cage greatness. Are we really doing the cage? Oh yeah. I <laughs> Not mean, the bees. But anyways, I digress. Please continue. Nicholas Cage greatness is you love everything he's in, and you always look forward to more. Whatever he's in. Yeah, he's he's crazy but diverse. Right. But he's like legitimate crazy. <laughs> or is it Sadler, Adam Sadler type legacy stuff that you like? You like him, but you don't want to admit out loud that you watched all his stuff. Like Adam Sandler has those movies. Like, yeah, I like some of this stuff that you don't want to make. Like, if you, you talk about like Jack the old stuff, like uh, Happy Gilmore, or uh, you know any of the older films, Big it's like Daddy's, no, yeah. that's fine, you know. But then you talk about like Ridiculous Six, and you're like, I didn't watch that. And Jack and Jill and all that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I see where you're going. And then right. our last level of greatness is Jamie Kennedy level of greatness, which is I hate to say, it, ladies and gentlemen, it's not that great. If you know who Jamie Kennedy is, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. If you don't know who Jamie Kennedy is, don't waste your time looking it up. Yeah, I, don't listen. I, I know I just went on a thing earlier about how Google's great and we can like, you know, look up everything. Don't don't look up anything of that. I'm sorry, Jamie Kennedy. If you hear this, Jamie Kennedy, I'm sorry. I just I'm I, We love you. Come on our show. I'm <laughs> I just can't give you twenty bucks for a movie starring you in it. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not happening. I'm sorry. So for me, like me personally, like, you know, going through his work and watching a lot of his movies, mm-hmm. he's on Street Award with me. Like Street. everything he's in, what? straight banger. What? Amazing. Mm, I, I I have to strongly disagree with you. Mr. Okay. I'm going to put him in the Nick Cage. Okay. Category. He is very diverse. He's super diverse. Like, yeah, you see him, you're like, oh, snap, that's, you know, Gary Oldman. Yeah, it's like I went to before, like, one, you, you don't realize it's him because he changes his appearance. And two, he actually does accents really well, unlike certain people who may or may not have played in a Robin Hood movie. <laughs> I can speak with an English accent. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not him, the other one. Oh, cost- not- no. Was it Costner? It was Costner. It was Costner. That was bad. <laughs> yeah, bad. But no, but freaking, but at the end of the day, I mean. Don't get me wrong. I like Kevin Costner. I, I think we need to bring a third person in on this one to try to break this. Break this. I think he's a Nick Cage level type of actor, and you think he's a Meryl Street level yes. type of actor. And I'm I have not thinking seen a movie like, where I've been, like, not thoroughly entertained. You know what? I think we need to take this debate offline. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us here at uh, Reach for the Clicker. Thank you for grabbing your remote, taking this journey with us. And follow us next time as we go deeper down the rabbit hole. Goodbye. Bye.